every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) How exciting for you, Mutiny Radio listener. There are six new shows here at MutinyRadio.fm. Monday nights at 10 o'clock, it's time for free phone sex. 415-550-0511. Yes, call in for free phone sex. You will be recorded. It is a podcast, but will that phone sex be free? Absolutely. 10 a.m. Mondays, it's time for everyday conversations on race with everyday people. With Sima Lieberman, everyday people talking about race every week. Different everyday people talking about race. On Tuesdays, 10 o'clock, it's spiritual psychology with Renee McKenna. Meditate, it'll heal ya. Then at noon, stick around, Sergio Novoa brings you my limited view, talking about all things from his perspective. Then on Thursdays, from 8 to 10, It's time for Beyond Your Comprehension with Clem. Exciting new shows here at Mutiny Radio. Also the IC podcast. That's the Imprint City podcast coming soon. MutinyRadio.fm. New shows. You can have one too. Contact director at MutinyRadio.fm to find out more details. Check us out at mutinyradio.fm. Cadillac 
That's right, San Francisco, the Bay Area. That's right, America. Internationally, that's right, world. That's right, the globe, the universe. It's going out there right now. It's on internet. It's live. It's out there right now. I'm Clem. Welcome to Beyond Our Comprehension. Coming to you Thursdays from 8 to 10 p.m. Thanks for joining. Let's have a little bit of fun. What's up? Not much. Want a party till we all throw up? for that intro very much my wife has such a beautiful voice 
<laughs> I thought that uh, phone that song would be kind of appropriate, you know, when we've got so much fire going on, and man, and humankind, and women. I'll put all of them together. Control so much of that fire. We've got fire in the local news. I'm sure everyone knows. We're going to go over some medical news. We've got some great comedy for you. You got to hear a great intro from my wife doing some karaoke at home. Love you, baby. That gets us the sponsors. All right, you want to take a break from me? If you take a break from me, the only thing I need you to do is go to Norca on camera. Go to YouTube. It's Norca on camera. Once you search for the video, our wedding video, just look at that one. That showcases a great, great inside of San Francisco City Hall. The view from the governor's balcony. You know, the story of that, how everything was going wrong up to that uh, that wedding day. And for the elevator bells to be going off and for us not to be able to use the area that was kind of standard. We were kind of just like, oh, what else? I spent three days in a coma, right? We got our wedding moved. Thank you. We show up and the bells and the elevators are going off. Oh. What more, universe? What more? What more? Sulfur? Brimstone? Fire? Earthquakes at that point? And I think the uh, the honorable judge saw the frustration on our faces. You know, we are already a male to female wife with a husband. They already had to wait for that verdict to be changed. And now bells and the elevators are going off. And so that judge, I know they he just saw us. And I think he uh I think what he did is he saw the hurt inside. I think he just saw how oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, what else? What else? Oh my gosh, what else? What else could it be? What else? Sorry there, I was trying to find which number Mike I was holding for my walk around. And now we got it. We got it. Sometimes I want to hold this. I want to I want to walk around. I want to be able to move around a little bit. You know what I mean? 
Who says you can't get exercise? <clears throat> Besides, it's easier for me to turn my head and not breathe into the microphone. I bet everybody will appreciate that a little bit more. How's that? Does that sound better? How's that? Is that better? That better right there? Should I go a little hotter on it? Okay, well, let's go a little hotter on that. And now, I'm pretty sure we're good. All right. Now I'm coming at you, and you can hear me. And it's a great race day today, ladies and gentlemen. If you're coming across the San Francisco Bridge, you can see so many cars making it through this rain of CO2, this terrestrial CO2 rain that is coming down on us from all the fires. Let's go ahead and break into some local news. Let me get my little notes here. You know, I was doing research for this one. Actually did research for this one. I should go ahead and point out that should you have an interest to call in. 415-550-0511. Once again, that's 415-550-0511. Get it on your speed dial for Thursdays, 8 to 10 p.m., and you can call in to talk to Clem. I was uh, wondering what to talk about today, and it seemed pretty appropriate. Matter of fact, more appropriate when I got the email from Cal State uh, East Bay from the Hayward campus there saying that they're they're done calling it quits. Smoky, smoky is no jokey, and they will at least be off until I believe the 18th of November, as they reevaluate conditions daily. I was looking out the window of our little home that my wife and I are renting out in the Okieville little area, they call it, on the ridge of the Fairmont Ridge there by uh, Lake Chabot area, if you're familiar with that area. And it's really nice. We can look out the window just like I'm looking out at the studio in front, the the performance, the 30-seat performance venue. I'm looking out these nice, great windows in the broadcast booth, and I can see the stage and beyond the stage. If I could see beyond the stage, I'm sure, you know, at this level, I could, you know, probably see good 30, 40, 50 feet if there was no walls and the no buildings and and maybe even a little bit more, maybe, I don't know, 40, 50, 100 yards, possibly. Right 
Rain down on me that CO2 from the atmosphere, mixing in with the marine layer and held in like a gray cloud. That's what I saw peering from my windows this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and I believe it may absolutely be true that tomorrow, that will be the forecast also. No garden work. No, absolutely. We moved about a thousand pounds into the upper garden so we can just knock out, break that ground for the community garden there. Really just start pouring in and just greens growing and this growing and that growing and this growing and that growing but nobody's working outside -uh. -uh. not at this point oh that last spurt of growth that I should have be seeing off the pepper plants the tomato plants all oh, those poor heirloom plants if you just saw The sight that I've seen of these heirloom, beautiful tomatoes just going, what the fuck, man? Where's my son? I need to ripen. I can't split this 806 kilojoule bond with boron, oxygen is saying, without a little bit of, uh, you know, sun coming to help. That bond is involved in pectin. And when the bonds start to break like that, you get ripening of the pectin, ripening of the fruit. It's a little science. And then I got thinking about the reported 59 dead. between the campfire and uh, in uh, Northern California, of course, and the uh, Southern California fire. Hundreds still yet to be found. Come on, shout out universe. Find them somewhere, huh? Hopefully alive. What is the exponential effect of a fire? Just a natural fire. I wonder. So I did a little research on it. Fire moves at seven miles per hour through a forest. San Francisco, you're beautiful. I know you're not worried about it. You're beautiful. I've seen you babies. You're out there running. You're hitting the streets. You're on the treadmills. I see you. You're gorgeous, bitches. You're gorgeous. I see you. And if I was doing a bit on the comedy stage right now, they'd just look at me and go, hmm, he's not hitting seven miles per hour. That's right.
That's right. I get my good gate going at like 2.8 to 3. At 3, I'm humming. Oh, I'm good. That's right. I am walking. I am enjoying it. It is good. I am not hurting, right? I am not having to uh, to, uh, deep breathe in my condition that is nice for my spine and my intercostal ribs. Three, three and a half. I got, daddy's got to pick up his feet. Papa's got to, Papa's got to, Papa's got to put some punch into it. There's no walking there. Now we got a little bit of fighting with gravity. Oh, <sighs> fighting gravity there. At four miles an hour. <sighs> Do not talk to me. At four miles per hour on the treadmill. Do not talk to me. Do not make a sudden move. I no longer know you're there. I am now running from. What was it? A leopard. I think I was running from a leopard. That's what I used to do. I I used to take myself somewhere outside the pain. So I would be, I would, in my mind, I would calculate that I saw a leopard running at a far here, heel, right? Here, at a far heel, and that it saw me, and now it's taken off towards me. And now I'm just in a run of my life. Sometimes I'll just pretend like I'm one of those. Uh, African runners on the plane and I just got to carry like a message from one village to the other. Like the whites, the Dutch, the whites are coming in their ships. Run, go tell all the tribes. And then I'll just think of that in my mind as I'm on that treadmill just staring at a wall going nowhere for hours. That's the motivation. And then when I get tired, then I put that leopard into the equation and go, not only do I got to run and get the message to the different tribes, now I got to try and save myself from this thing. And I keep running. That's what I have to do at four miles per hour. Fire, right? Fire in a forest moves at seven miles per hour. I don't know of an animal yet alive that I could put in my memory to get my ass up to seven miles per hour. Think of this. Think of this. If you're in a forest, if you're in a forest, 
let's say worst case scenario, the car is broken down. Or maybe your stupid ass went for just this nature retreat with your buddies, your girlfriends, and somebody lost the key because the fire is upon you. I mean, think of that. You have to go seven miles per hour for a long time to outrun fire. And that's not even feeling the heat behind it. Fire gives out. You ever go on a freeway and pass a burning vehicle, you feel the heat inside your car. You feel that heat. It is so fucking hot. Now you're running naked through the forest because you just jumped out of your tent. Oh, everybody's going to know who you're having an affair with now. The fire is upon you. Now you're running. Everybody's running. Everything is shaking around. Imagine the heat from that forest fire chasing you down at seven miles per hour. The fat man is toast. The fat man gets some butter Roast it. He'll be smelling good. That's gone. Sorry. That's it. Gone. You have to run through a forest. A forest doesn't give you anything. Okay, you find a logging road. Think that some of those trees ain't falling down in your slow ass path those trees are falling down in your path you're running out of your tent no shoes not if you were doing the nasty you're coming out barefoot hopping adrenaline pumping once your ass starts to think you're safe and that adrenaline starts wearing down in your system And you realize that you can't sustain yourself at seven miles per hour. And the heat is giving you a sunburn. It's approaching you so fast. Fifty nine dead. 100 still yet to be found. Fire is so devastating.
I was looking on <clears throat> part of the website and looking to see if there was any update on the cause. The cause. It's been reported that a large amount of lawsuits have been filed with a utility company. However, it's unclear. And it may be unclear for for much time. Well, let's just hope it gets contained. I mean, you would hope it would be a natural disaster. You would hope that it wouldn't be man-made. You would hope that it wouldn't be caused by man. Now, of course, in the Bay Area, very, 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 very wary of neglect by utility companies. Don't forget that San Bruno pipeline disaster. It was reported that that utility company just last year was sentenced in that to three million in fines, ten thousand hours of community service, and probation until twenty twenty two. That's five years of probation they got. You would hope something like uh, the campfire going on in Northern California wouldn't have been started by, by something by man. You would, hope, you would hope not. All the devastation. I know of family members that have lost their homes. I know of family members that have been evacuated living with other family members out of town, out of the area completely. I wonder if, hypothetically, if the, a utility company is found at fault, What would that be considered as a ruling? I'd wonder if they would consider that the years years down the road as neglect. And if so, would a sentence like that be added towards something like a probation if the utility company had a probation? Like not unlike another utility company that uh, was involved in the San Bruno pipeline gas explosion where they were put on probation until 2022. I wonder, hypothetically, if someone is found at fault for this campfire in Northern California, if it is a utility company, 
how long you'd wonder would it take for a judgment to come down that that they actually were at fault you know it took quite a long time for the judgment to come down in the San Bruno disaster and so sometimes hypothetically in my mind I think that if someone is at fault for the campfire and if it is found then somehow it'll be escaped it would never come down into a period of a current probation everybody speculates out there you know people speculate in the market that's what i would worry about hypothetically for a utility company is if there is a certain scare into a a disaster that's caused by neglect that the market volatility must be out of sight how does a company insure themselves against something like that? I do not know. Oh, what for those 56 lives claimed? I believe it's maybe probably above 59 now. I gave it 59 plus or minus three. I know there's no line on it, but you never know. I was reading a California Energy Commission white paper report. And this was done out of a team out of Berkeley, not too far across the bay from San Francisco here. And it was on fire and climate change in California. Now, the math, the math, as I lost my headset here, there we go. Now I can hear what I'm saying, that you should be hearing what you're saying. The math on that was part speculative and part summarative. I would say that. I would probably say that it's first summarative, so that way it could be speculative. But I do believe the report had a date range of like 2000 to 2099, I believe, is the date range on that. The report found that in past and future events that he revolved around the mean fire interval return. So basically the average of fire 
return from year to year. How is that? I am going to try and break down what I understand from the paper. You can find it online. Just search for fire and climate change in California. It was published in 2012. So I imagine it took quite a bit of time to put the information together. And it found in past and in future predictions, so past recorded data as best as they could extract the data from what was recorded, and in their future predictions, the mean fire return interval, or was it mean fire interval return? I think I believe it was the mean fire return interval. There's obviously a fire season every year. And the basically mathematical probability based on recorded prior events and the beginning data was from 1941 that they started on this one. So they put it in blocks. It was pretty interesting. So they blocked 1941 up to like the 70s and then from the 70s up into the late 80s or so. And based on the period and the data that they have, they put this basically report together. And it says there's no change in the average mean fire return interval except for the period between 2010 and 2039. Now, why it's 2039 and 2040, I don't know. Why not just round it up? But this is their mathematical model. <clears throat> so the increase in frequency or the increase in the mean fire interval return in the period of the fire season, having a fire return is how the math, I believe in my limited scope, understands how it goes. Suggests that we're living in the time that we may possibly see what's happening now and the years before based on data obtained in the past and then using math and population models and growth models, then you basically put together a prediction. And I guess the prediction is it's going to be worse before it gets better. 
until we basically get to a point where the investment into our fire suppression has reduced the number of return fires, which it has, and I don't want you to get get me wrong in that. And, and what I look at, if I were to summarize the data the way I look at it, for the increase, the 200% increase in spinning for fire suppression since 2009 to 2015, we are seeing like above 50 to like 75% of a reduction in the number of fires since 2009. What you do see the numbers increase in the acreages, the kilometers squared that are burnt, I believe it was like 40,000 kilometers square in, uh, in some of these, one of these uh, graphs. And that may very well be linked into just the discretionary spending on the fire suppression needed around mostly inhabited areas of cities and, and so forth. But you can definitely see, you can definitely see at seven miles per hour in the forest. And I didn't even tell you this statistic. It's 14 miles per hour of grasslands. Done. Been there, seen it, done it. No, no, no. The neighbor, yep. Well, he had a grass garbage pile on the little family little farm we had and uh it caught the grass in his pasture and then migrated quicker than you could see the smoke coming up into our pasture and i was running of course <laughs> not at the size i am right now as our youtube uh stream you can see. That's right. You can see. Go to Clem TV right now, and you can see me live from the booth. You can also call in at 415-550-0511. That's 415-550-0511. 14 miles per hour in the grassland, people. Running through the forest, you get to the edge of the grassland. You think you're good to go. You just escape with a little bit of sunburn. You're almost out of the. You're almost out of energy. You've just made it through. If you lost half your friends, there's two of you left, and you hit that grassland. And then that seven mile per hour went to fourteen miles per hour. Twice as fast. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you could do math. Now you you're you're hoping for a swamp. Something. And then you get an alpine lake out there and then you just jump in that and you freeze. The only solution is to not go camping. That's the only solution, people. 
So I was like, well, what do you do? What do you do? So my neighbor is moving to Texas. Get along, get along, get along, get along, get along, get along, little doggies. Doggies. Get along, get along, get along, get along, get along, get along, dude. Does rawhide. Rawhide. And of course, what's great about neighbors that are moving, they have stuff they want to get rid of. And polite neighbors, of course, like me, we uh, we accept that stuff. And that's right. You want to clear out? That's fine. We'll throw it away for you. <laughs> but she did give us a CD for disaster preparedness for dummies. That's right. Disaster preparedness for dummies. It's like 30 minutes. It's like a 30-minute video. That was made maybe 73, 74-ish. I don't know. But they were concerned about terrorism back then. Yes, you were. Duck and cover. Do you remember being in school, ladies and gentlemen, back there in the 70s? Get under your desk because the missile from Cuba is coming. The missile from Cuba is coming. The missile from Cuba is coming. All right. Well, we're going to get to it. Later on in our news, we're going to get to the disaster preparedness. Yes, we are. That's yes, we are. We sure are. Don't you worry about it. We sure are. You bet. You bet you are. But right now, let's take a break, huh? I've been talking for a little while. Let's have somebody else talk for a little bit. What do you think? Medical news. I did want to cover some medical news. You know, I don't know why we should wait for breast cancer awareness to talk about breast cancer awareness. Or just how about breast awareness? You like them, I like them, we like them, we like them, we like them a lot. I've got them, you've got them, everybody's got them. Hopefully, but not all the time. So I went into my primary doctor. I said, I got a left chest pain that I have been hospitalized for, which has no apparent reason. And that's true. I had. Such an intense pain in the left breast. And finally, I got to the point where, you know, I went ahead and I examined myself. And I know 
I'm going to be talking to the men right now, ladies, so you can just let them know they can listen too to this. It's okay, men, to touch yourself. It's absolutely okay. And it's not just to save the prostate. That's right. You can go to Google Scholar. Gentlemen, I'm going to help you out right here, right now. Right now. Ladies. Ladies, if you love your man, stand by your man. Tell him it's okay to masturbate. Tell him it's all right to do it freely. When you walk in and you catch him masturbating and you love him so much that you don't want to shame him. So what do you do? You go, oh, honey, I'm so glad you read that article. He's like, what article? Oh, I know that you saw that on the computer. I left that page over for you. What are you you talking about? Well, he's sitting there with his penis in his hand, not knowing what to do. Naked as a blue jay. You know, the article, the article that talks about how, you know, prostate health is really important. And and one way, of course, having a healthy prostate, masturbation. Honey, I want you to be around for a long time. It's important that you masturbate. When my anatomy and physiology professor at the uh, junior college in our class said that a paper had been released talking about and uh, coming to the conclusion that masturbation actually helps clear the prostate. You get this ejaculation seam coming out, clearing through. And in patients that, I guess, had a higher rate of masturbation, had a lower rate of prostate cancer. So that means men, see? It's already out there. See, you can touch yourself. Now you can touch yourself down there. Now you can touch yourself in your breast. That's right, men. Even you. as rare as it is could get breast cancer i had that pain so i was okay i'm i'm going to feel around and then i found this lump and i was like what's this lump and i'm like well the lump is along the same line that radiates around the pain from my nipple all the way over to my armpit I'm like, I'm going to the doctor. And the doctor's like, my primary is like, uh, yeah, it's very rare. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about. Just touch my breast. 
Just touch my breast. Touch my breast. Place your hand on my chest and palpitate my breast. Oh, I do feel a lump. Ha ha. Ta-da. I don't know if it's like, if it's a reward that it's like validation that it's like, yeah, I'm, I touched myself. I found a lump. Can I get my gold sticker? Can I get my gold sticker, please? Because I found the lump in my left breast. I do not think that's the way it works. And so I got an appointment with the mammogramologists, the mammogramologists, that's right, the doctor of the breast, the doctor of the breast. And she taught me how to palpate. It's very nice. She, she was very gentle just in her pal. It was very rhythmic. You kind of just start at the top of the the chest muscle and men and, and women, you can do it the same. And you just rub your hands down in this little waterfall effect of your fingers. It's so nice. I think I think it'll make you a better lover. I really do. And then you turn in this pinching. This is the pinching and probing, pitching and probing, not pushing, pinching and probing, not pushing. Not pushing, pinching and probing, pushing and probing, pinching and probing, pinching, not pushing, pinching and probing. And then she goes, oh, I feel something bumpy and lumpy. I'm like, okay, were those dwarfs? Because I don't remember. I, I drank a lot in my time, you know, did a lot of drugs. Are those... Is that tissue response or is that is that are those dwarves? Do I have the seven dwarves inside my fucking breast? Is that what it is? Is that what's going on? No wonder I'm in pain. Yeah, this is bumpy and lumpy. Bumpy and lumpy, bumpy and lumpy. But one good key. Is there any unexpected discharge? Not that I've seen. That's good. Very good. Unexpected, unexpected discharge could be bad. Especially if it's bloody. One key I want to let you guys know out there. Have you seen an increase from one breast to the other honestly i don't know in my you know maybe with my evening gown bra you know but uh, i don't know tenderness yeah because my wife loves to squeeze me like i'm some kind of fat pillow stay away from the left breast i tell my baby stay away from the left breast it hurts stay away
And my breast is not pockmarked on the outside, right? So I don't have these dimples. That's another thing that was good. And I didn't have like a recessed nipple. Like it wasn't like I had a bulge on my my breast and that my nipple was like pulled in, like sucked in and recessed, right? Not a good sign. Not a good sign. Possibly. <clears throat> and so she got her ultrasound. And I'm very, very fond of the ultrasound. I'm very familiar with the ultrasound. I've had the ultrasound on my chest. Checking out my heart. Checking out my arteries. My veins. Checking out my tissue I've been a medical model that's right a medical model representing the morbidly obese I guess you say plus size model is more appropriate part of America and a uh in a convention for anesthesiologists that use, uh, that do like uh, blocks, right? They do blocks, of course. And I drew the pec and satoris muscle block. She's like, well, maybe, maybe a week, I mean, a, a, a day of, of getting that ultrasound pressed. Right there, right there is causing you pain. I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, it did cause me pain. Believe me, but those doctors know how to find where they need to find right now. I can tell you that because they, they practiced on me. So if you get those doctors, I approve you're going to be fine. They're going to numb you. And so it just turns out it's just what is called a fibrocystic. Now, cysts, hey, I just got those genes. I've had two or three in the back removed already. So, hey, I can deal with pain. You just got to tell me where the pain is, what it's from. You give me that, and I got it. I'm golden, okay? Fibrocystic breast, I gotcha. More painful. More painful if you're heavy, she says. Gotcha. I'm all about that, too. I'm losing weight. You got it. Okay, I got you. No problem. And uh, so I just got to work it out. Lose some weight. Four weeks. Let's say in four shows, they'll give me a little ring-a-dingy, follow back up on it. How's the pain? Maybe the lumpy bumpy won't go away, but we are totally covered in this fascia. I love to say that word, this fascia, the fascia that covers everything, the netting of fascia. 
Tell you one thing I have as a beautiful, beautiful pec muscle. When it looks on an ultrasound, it's, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. I can pick it out every time. I'm like, there it is right there. Oh, look at you. And the left one, the left breast I love the most because under that's my heart. Oh, I love my heart so much. And when the heart stops three, five seconds at a time, I know when I lay down in the bed, I just say, okay, heart, what are we going to do? We're going to wake up tomorrow. We're going to wake up tomorrow. We're not going to. It's up. To, it's all up to you. But we love you. We love you underneath that beautiful left breast with that fiber cystic going on. So that means more yoga. More yoga. You can never get enough of yoga and stretching. What's so important about yoga and stretching? Stretching the fascia. Right? Building core strength through balance. Keeping the range of motion in our joints. I love it. I love it. I do my naked yoga all the time. All right, here we are halfway through the show. Nine o'clock. I wanted to share with you a great little break for right now. Great artist out there. You can find her on Spotify. You can find her video on YouTube. JC Leanne. And here is her song, Okay to Be. It's okay to be in love, love, love. It's okay to be in love, love, love. 
That's JC Leanne. JC, search for her on YouTube. You can. Sorry about that. I walked away from the mic. You can find her on YouTube. And that song was okay to be I know you liked it that's why I play it all the time on the show science I was reading through one of my I was reading through one of the notes that I was putting together. Oh, sorry, as I sit back down here. And as I plug my headphones back in here, as I was writing the comedy skit to get ready to do on uh, open mic workshop the comedy workshop here on Mondays I've got now three three that are themed I did the first open mic on a Friday here at Mutiny in this 30 seat performance space and I was really nervous but I uh, I knew that I was going to go absolutely batshit fucking crazy again if I just stayed in the home And then when you're going job searching on the market and stuff like that, there is many of ups and downs and avenues that you have to traverse and these obstacles and and the just the grind and everybody out there knows that it is so much work to find a job. It's fucking overtime work. And so, as I'm doing my little writing and everything, I'm just like, you know, you got a journal anyways. I mean, why go to the, why go to behavioral health and sit in the classes with everybody who is talking about how to love themselves again? I mean, 
Just love yourself. But if I'm going to go and talk about stories I got to talk about anyways, then I'm not going to do it where I got to wake up three hours before the class because my spinal injury requires an hour and 45 minutes minutes of the triple S, the shit shower and shave, and then the application of the spinal block machine, the TENS unit, and then drive through traffic. I'll just write my stories and I'll go tell them I'm open mic. Who gives a shit? And so that first night, I just came out and I went. Don't remember what I said. Got off the stage and I was like, oh, I was so nervous. I was shaking. And then I came back the Monday night for the joke workshop because I didn't know anything to do. But I was like, okay, it's either do this. Or I'm just going to go stand on the corner with a sign and then just beg for a job. Not not money. I just, you know, if they want to give me money, great. They gave me five bucks the other day and I went and I used that as my copay to my doctor's appointment. I'm putting it to good use to get better. They give me money. I'm putting it to my health. And uh, so I was going through and I was reading through some of my writings and everything. It's the jokes I was putting together that I got to tell stories anyways to get better through my mental health of experiencing the experiences that I've experienced. If you can follow that train of thought. And let me just be more annoying as I try to put this microphone back in its holder. And I came across one of the kinetic growth potentials of soil. The kinetic growth potential of soil. And what's interesting is that there is a kinetic potential of soil in different things inhabiting microbes anaerobic or aerobic that lend itself to good soil as it relates to beneficial chelators those that can handle toxicity of metals as it revolves or relates to pathogenic pressure, nutrient loads and availability, water, all these kinetic growth potentials as it relates to soil. And I know it just sounds like a small little, I don't know what he's talking about. But what I'm saying is, There is mathematical models of growth potential that I can apply to soil, but that scientists also apply to populations. 
and population growth. And I think it was probably part, in some way, the uh, that paper on fire and climate change in California. And mathematical models like that are important because that knowing your your soil, your land, knowing your population through your census data, you get your estimations of growth, you know what industries of waste, power, traffic, food growth. You know, you got all these people from the disaster, the campfire, the fires, and they're displaced. And if they got places to go, that's great. But in a widespread disaster, you know, a city's food supplies three days. Probably two at best. Massive hoarding. Probably one. But one thing those mathematical models lend itself to <clears throat> is the ability to predict maybe maybe that paper is right. Maybe after 2039, maybe the fires won't be so bad. Maybe we'll get a handle on our population growth and you know, any kind of possible human neglect, you know, natural disasters. If it's a natural stripe from lightning, hey, shit, what are you going to do? But I saw the that DVD, Disaster Preparedness for Dummies, that 30-minute video. And the disaster kit, it was the first thing is don't assume the phone operations. Don't assume there's going to be phone operations, right? Maybe even the cell to cell phone towers will be out. Who knows? What's interesting is no uh, someone to cock to, to contact though. That's really what I thought was was pretty good about the disaster preparedness kit. The information of have someone out of the area that you live in as an emergency contact that could be person out of state now that facebook's got i'm fine reported during this disaster you've all seen that probably you got to have a rally point know an area everyone will rally to in the event of a disaster that assembly area could be your yard, a Pacific town location. Maybe where you hang out for coffee. Maybe it's the out-of-town emergency contact that you've got to drive to. I don't know. One thing I do know is that somebody's got to put the disaster kit together. And here's where you don't want to fuck up.
do not put the disaster preparedness kit in the hands of the pragmatic. No, 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 no. Not the disaster preparedness cheapstake. The cheapskate. Not that dumb physical creator of the kit. That damn phony character. That dumbass pragmatic cunt. No, that DPC, that's what I call him. The DPC has to be a person of integrity. They suggest lever gloves because shit is sharp. Shit is sharp and shit is hot. Leather gloves protect the hands. So leather leather gloves. Red, yellow, rubber level. Tongue tied. Seashells, seashells. No, I'm lost. Leather gloves, dust mask. Everybody knows how the dust mask is used right now. I see it all over. Knee pads and elbow pads. Is this a disaster preparedness kit or a lovemaking kit? I don't know. But leather gloves, dust masks, knee pads, and elbows. If you got to crawl out from a disaster, you don't know what that disaster might be. They say food bars. Food bars for a three-day supply. Right? There's where that three-day comes from. Because that city may not be restocked for three days. So you better have three days. That includes food and water. You need at least a gallon per person for the three days. I think it's better to have a gallon per person per day. But if you had to store those gallons individually for a family of five would it about be 15 gallon bottle somewhere nah just get you one of those water cooler jugs they're easier three of those boom you're done goggles things go flying dust in the air who knows what's going to follow back on you they say matches but at the same time they say no candles I guess if you got to boil your water, maybe you boil outside. Triage bandages, those are important. They say one of those high noise, those loud, loud whistles, the whistles that make a lot and lot of noise. They say that you can blow on that longer and the noise will reach further than you could yelling or screaming for help. An AM FM solar powered radio is recommended. One of those crank flashlights. If it was me, I think I'd I'd create like the disaster preparedness suitcase. It wouldn't be a bag, right? It wouldn't be a kit. It would be like 
This is actually taking up residency in the closet. It's going to take up space now. <clears throat> but you put that job into the hands of someone who doesn't care. That could be so worse for you. Nope. If you got the pragmatic person that packed your kit, then I say they automatically become zombie fodder. That's right. You could chop up a person like that, and if you strategically hung their limbs, you could buy yourself probably about two to three hours of escape navigation from zombies. Now, yeah, you've gotta you've gotta place those strategically, right? I mean, they kind of be kind of you know rope them up. I mean, why keep a person like that alive, right? The pragmatic person that you know they're going to be annoying as hell. They're probably one of those people as a no regrets people, right? I'm pragmatic. I only plan for what's going on. There is no regrets. My life is the path it took. They're probably one of those rational person. Well, I, I only bought the supplies that I bought because if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. We only need to save a few people. Or the diva, right? You have to save me first. Chop them up. Chop them up, tie them up to whatever ropes you have, yank the sheeps off the bed, <clears throat> and then they will be placed at strategic points in your escape route to tie up the time of the zombies as they go. I don't know. What do you think about that? Because, you know, somebody's got to plug up the hole, right? I mean, if you like, if somebody's trying to get into, you know, zombies are trying to get into the front door, you got to dig your way out the wall or somewhere in the back. Somebody's right. That's how the movie goes. Don't blame me. Blame the horror movies. That's how it goes. Somebody's got to fall down for the dramatic stall of the movie. I guess what it is for zombies is a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. They just stop on that first lunch and congregate there. 
tell it's all skeleton and bones. They picked it clean and then they move on. I don't know. That's how it is in my mind. That's how I see it. I only call it like I see it. You know, some disasters, you just got to shelter in place. Earthquakes, for one. My wife and I first down, down to Southern California, and we moved to uh, Pasadena area. And uh, we're in bed. Mattress on the floor, because I guess everybody lives as Asians. And she's on her computer, and I'm reading and studying. I got to answer a text real quick. The uh, I'll just give a shout out since my wife is watching me live. The heater should be, the knob, the switch should be up for on. But you have to rotate the knob. It won't go on or kick on until you rotate the knob to the appropriate temperature. My wife texted me on the phone. It must be cold. And we were laying there in bed and that bed started rocking. And it wasn't because we were knocking. Boots. Nope. Little earthquake there. The video said that you should have a prepared clothing by your bed underneath it or in a nightstand of some good shoes, tennis shoes, and like some jeans. And, you know, you maybe want to lay there up. You know, depends on how much space you got. Oh, thank you, medical cannabis. A great indica blend I have. My grow. We didn't at the time, but we knew not to jump out of the bed. They say do not jump out of the bed until you assess the the area after the shaking stops. Here's an important note, San Franciscoans in the city center area. In case of an earthquake, do not go running outside because it is estimated anywhere from two feet. I'm going to pause right there. I want you to, in your mind, what's two feet? Maybe from your foot to your knee? Is that two feet? How about that? Foot to the knee. There is estimated two feet up to 13 feet of glass that is going to be poured. That's estimated. Poured from the skyscrapers above onto the street below. They always said you should check out your home regularly, at least twice a year, foundation, around, make sure that it's in its proper performance for your sanctuary. 
always important to have that water street uh, heater strapped. Good to have flexible gas line hoses. <coughs> your wall hangings not above your bed no wall hangings above your bed they suggest that'd be the end to a good sleep they say you could purchase museum wax or putty for your shelf items your trinkets that are on your shelf your vases your flower vases and your knickknacks stay out of the kitchen they say in an earthquake because that becomes the number one most dangerous place in a home Everything flying out of the cabinets, glass, plates, and cups, pots and pans, knives. Good point to eliminate potential hazards in your house. Do you know the duck and cover and hold on while shaking starts? I know if you grew up in and around or after the Cuban Missile Crisis, you know what duck and cover. Duck and cover. Always assess the damage after the shaking's done. That's when you look for your pets. And they say, once you find your pets, leash them babies. And you and your pet, hang on. And if your pet's your children, hang on for the aftershock, baby. <clears throat> now sometimes you can't shelter in place huh you gotta evacuate they say you should have at least three different escape routes and not just the escape route from your house but like escape routes like highways like routes like know the bridges like know all of that keep at least a half a tank of fuel in your car Maybe a fuel tank, a full tank, sorry. But you know, you get those fires. Always important to have prepared evacuation plan. Where are you going to go outside? Where are you going to go? Where do you need to go? Something to teach every family member. It's a great conversation starter for your guests. Hi, how are you? Thanks for coming over to the home. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Fruit cake for the holiday. Oh, we love it. We'll just put it with the 15 others that we have. Okay, and you come through. Just to let you know, the exit points are here and here in our home. And in case of a fire, we're all going to meet over there, okay? So, you know, if Uncle Bob gets too drunk and he knocks over that turkey fryer. 
oh, you know, you know. If the fence or house goes, this is what we'll be. Create a line of defense around your home. Always listen to the radio for reports on the fire. If you are by chance in its vicinity. Did you know they said you could also create a defense, a, a line of defense inside your home by by creating a room or evacuating a room of the the most flammable items in that room? That's interesting. When in doubt, though, the main thing is you just got to leave everything except your loved ones behind. And get the hell out. And that's something. Sometimes you just got to get the hell out and go. More science news. I was reading a paper on cognitive cognition. This is by Kramer at Al. It's a paper on environmental influences on cognitive and brain plasticity during aging. Something that's very fortunate. In my aging world. In my aging. Is knowing the genes that I got, which they come from the maternal disorders and diseases the paternal disorders and diseases as it migrates up the chain so i'm always wary of the alzheimer's and the dementia and so this is a very interesting paper by Arthur Kramer at Al and it's nice it's a review article some people don't like them some people like original research I understand some people like review articles if I'm if I'm learning a new subject I think I tend to like review articles better than others at least it gives me an overview of what the past kind of studies have been on, how their methods have been, and, and you know, you're able to kind of get a, a view of it. You're also able to go, oh, do I want to look into this subject more? You know, here's kind of a synopsis. There's a summary. Sometimes you do. Sometimes you come across studies, and, and I'll come across the summary studies, and it'll be like in soil or something like that. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm going to dig into this one a little bit more. I want the best best soil for my medicine. 
I want the best brain I can have over the longevity of my lifetime. So then I got this one. Pretty cool. You know, it's kind of reviewing cognition and physical fitness. Really important cognition and aging. Always want to look in cognition and preventative steps to limit any kind of hindrance in a person's cognition. Any kind of development into like Alzheimer's or dementia or something like that. And you've seen it. I saw it when I was a CNA. Oh, and mean, oh, mean, pinch you, hit you, hurt you. 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 And then others that think that you're their lover. Mm -hmm. And you have to give and bathe people and. And they just be talking, oh, you love me so much, don't you? You love me. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Watch me. Look at you. Smile. Are you looking at me? You love me. You love me. You look at me. You love me. You love me. Don't you? Don't you look at me? You love me. It has its comical moments. It does. And non-comical at the same. That is absolutely true. <laughs> and the same with that. There is obviously some non comical. You know, you can follow us. beyondourcomprehension.com that's right you'll know you're there when you see the mushroom you can follow us on our blog also that's linked into our website beyondourcomprehension.com You know, we always post our live radio podcast there, the video diary. You can check us out on Twitter at Beyond Our Comp. That's at Beyond Our Comp. That's C O M P. Check out the latest yoga post. Instagram, Beyond Our Comp. (coughs) Excuse me. 
can always email us. Clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. That's Clem.beyondourcomprehension at gmail.com. And then email me if any of the topics that you heard about today are interesting to you. I was just thinking about it in my mind as we're into the last 15 minutes of The broadcast here. Of course, I never can tell. I'm looking at four different clocks here. I got 44. I got 41. I got 40. What do you give me? Give me a 44. I got a 44. I got a 41. I got a 44. Hey, what do you give me? What do you give me? As a young, young child, I used to go with my papa to the uh, cell yards. And it made me uh, remind me of my nano. <clears throat> what a wonderful lady to be in love with my papa. To deal with him. Put up with him. Ooh. If ever there was a marital strife. That you can pass down epitopically. Genetically. Epitopically. I inherited that gene. Ho oh. ho. I just remember my nana, she used to tell me stories in bed. This long, one little story that she would make up. She'd make him up. I, I used to, I wouldn't go to bed. I was one of those ornery people. I wouldn't, not until you told me a story. Mm-mm, mm-mm. You made me sit down and read that big-ass Bible? Mm-hmm, you telling me a story. That man got crucified. I get nightmares. Somebody got to put some happy, happy thoughts in my head. Fuck that. I'm not going to go to sleep as a kid on that kind of fear. That man's daddy let that happen to him. She used to tell me these little stories. She'd do one like... Briar, briar, limber lock, three geese in a flock. One flew east, one flew west. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. O-U-T spells out goes he. Of course, that was like any miny, mini mo. But she would use it, out goes he, like I gotta go to sleep now. Briar, briar, limber lock. Sounds like a little spell, doesn't it? Briar, briar, limber lock. Three geese in a flock. 
One flew east and one flew west and one flew over the cuckoo's nest. And O-U-T spells out goes he. <laughs> it wasn't that scary, though. <clears throat> She had a story about two sisters taking the same path through the forest. It was always it was always moralized, right? There was always a moral to the story. So it was always a story that was moralized. There was always a saying that uh, I could go to sleep on, right? Something that you would go to sleep on in the story, the more that would the moral that would resonate. And hopefully, you know, as you would tell it to a person over and over again, you know, they would understand it and get it. Yeah, hey, I'm Clem, beyond our comprehension. Let me get a little break here. Rather not get up and- 
gentlemen thank you so much what we didn't get to cover we will try to later on once again you can email us at clem.beyondourcomprehension.com follow us beyondourcomprehension.com you can see this recorded live on youtube go to clem tv and look for the third podcast. Always a pleasure from Mutiny Radio. Much love to you out there. All the ancient empires crumble in the sand. Another disappointment. Every child stands. Weapons, wealth, and powers Nations, For the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2019, applications open until November 30th for 25 shows in five days, 40 comics chosen March 1st through 5th. 2019 for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. It's our fourth annual, and we hope you apply from whatever part of the nation or international comedy scene you come from. Apply now through November 30th. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm, for more details. Aloha, mutineers. Stolowitz here. People ask me, Dave, why do you spend so much time listening to mutinyradio.fm? Well, the answer's simple to me. It's the love I find here. We've got so many great programs here. There's something for everybody, surely. Well, maybe not the Hitler crew, but you know everyone else. Let me tell you about some of my favorite shows here at Mutiny you may not have heard about. Labor and Love with Bill Morgan is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Bill is passionate about labor, jazz, and solidarity, and he tells you how it is. No BS. If somebody gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. I always learn a lot from Labor and Love. It's educational and inspirational. The Common Thread Collective is every Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. with legendary octogenarian hate ashbury activist Diamond Dave. With help from his friends, Dave talks news, wisdom, progressive activism, and spirituality. There's also open mic time for music, poetry, and stories. Comics gotta hold off till happy hour, though. Oh, and check out Flat Black Plastic with Scott Walker, Saturdays from noon to 2. The title says it all. Classic vinyl albums with no apologies. Great stuff. You can listen in live to these fine programs on mutinyradio.fm or download the podcast at your convenience on Apple iTunes. What a deal. Authentic, real San Francisco love. That's what keeps our ship afloat. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be 
Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> For all your space chicken sci-fi comedy non-political humor needs, go to timstesseract.com. Read fiction about the future of San Francisco after the water wars of 2121 in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton Contessa. And check your horror horoscope on Horoscopia. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
exactly what you think it is. Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 